PDPW On Demand. Well, hello again, and a very warm welcome to this week's PDPW podcast, the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin. PDPW cares about you, your family, your business, our industry. PDPW cares about people, and so do I. And that's the reason for these podcasts, is to add value to people. So this week's nugget of wisdom, this week's truth or principle, is once again, I believe, very, very valuable. But like all other information, no matter how valuable it is, it must be applied. I'm going to share this truth with you, but realize right up front, it's going to be your responsibility to think into what you can change, what you can do differently to apply it, because that's where the fruit is. So I want to ask you to make a commitment, to make a conscious commitment right now to change something by the end of this podcast. Go ahead and consciously speak out those words, I will change something to bring about more positive momentum in my life. Now this is not the truth or principle, but it is another valuable truth and that is if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you want to bring about more positive change, you have to change something. So that's what we're going to need to do with this week's truth or principle. So this truth or principle applies to people and relationships. And as you all know, I believe that people are the most important and valuable thing on this planet. But for those of you who are hungering for something to change to impact your bottom line, this truth will also help with that. It's tough times right now in agriculture, and we could all use a boost to our bottom line. And this truth can do that. But even if you're not involved in agriculture, I realize that this audience is largely agricultural, but it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what your education level is. It doesn't matter what your occupation is. It doesn't matter where you live. It applies to every single person. And like most all other valuable pieces of information, the earlier in life they're applied, the better. So it even applies to all of your children. And by the time we're finished with this podcast, I'm going to help you see how you can use this to bring about a more positive future for your children. And I believe that, like many other positive truths or principles or nuggets of wisdom, that there's a compounding effect 
by putting them into practice. Think about it this way. Take one step. Just consciously take one step. And imagine that step being something in a positive direction. As you take that step in a positive direction, it starts to build momentum and it makes the next step easier. Each step builds on each other. And before you know it, you're walking faster or maybe even running in a positive direction. That's the power of making right choices. Now the opposite is also true. And there's many people that are doing this as well. They take a single step in the wrong direction. Whether it be a wrong relationship, a wrong decision, a wrong action, a wrong thought, wrong words. They take a wrong step in the wrong direction and it builds momentum. It builds momentum that's hard to stop or change. This is not the truth or principle that I'm going to share with you, but it is something very valuable to understand, not just with this truth today, but with all of the decisions or choices that you make. We all live in different circles of life. We all have different people surrounding us. We all have different occupations or different challenges. We all have different gifts and talents. We're all different. It's okay, it's supposed to be that way. But it does not matter where you're at, it applies to everyone. So when I share this truth with you, it's likely that the first thought that's going to come to you is, well, that's simple. That's so simple, it's silly. That's easy, I'm already doing that. Be careful. Because if you allow that thought to take root, you won't change anything. And I can assure you that no matter who you are, you are not living this principle 100%. Nobody is. I think it's impossible to live it 100%. You want to go in that direction, but nobody is doing everything to completely fulfill this truth or principle. So you can change something. You can do something to bring more positive momentum into your life by taking a step with this truth. Okay, 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 enough already, right? You want to hear the principle or truth. But first I need to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story, and most of you sharp people out there will probably figure out the truth before I'm done. And if not, don't worry, I'm going to make it really clear to you at the end, and then I'm also going to help you think through and give you a few examples of things you can do to put it into practice to change something, to bring more positive into your future. So Pam and I were married in 1982, and if you listened to our earlier podcasts, you heard a little bit about our somewhat rocky start in our old brick house. We started out with not a lot of money, and that's okay. It's not wrong. It's not bad. It doesn't really mean anything. Most people start there. And I remember 
our first car. Now, I don't really care what kind of car or vehicle I drive. It can be an old rust bucket and the fender's falling off, and it, it really doesn't matter to me. I'm okay with that. I don't really get into what people think about me. It's who I am on the inside that's more important rather than what I drive. But Pam wanted a nice car. And I care about her. I love her and, and of course, want to help her with what she wants. But our finances said we cannot afford what she would really like to have. And we felt it was really, really important to not buy things that we could not afford, to not live outside of our means. Now, this is not the truth or principle that I'm going to share with you, but really it's quite simple. If you just never spend more than you make, then you will always be in a positive financial picture. So that was the, the principle that we were trying to live early in life, and it was really important because we all set habits or behaviors into play. And the beginning of our life, the beginning of our marriages, the beginning of our businesses, the beginning of anything is very crucial because we're setting habits or behaviors into play. So back to this car. We started driving around and looking at cars, and of course, we never even went through the new car parking lots, because that was completely out of the picture. We went through the used car parking lots, and of course, went down to the end where the cars were cheaper. We had a price set that we would not go over. And it was not easy to find a car that fit into Pam's expectations for the money that we had set. But finally, we came upon a dark brown Monte Carlo. And the good thing about the color, I realize it wasn't really a, a bright color that Pam wanted, but the good thing about a dark brown color is you couldn't see the rust spots because they blended right in with the color. But it fit our budget. And our expectation was, we didn't have enough money to pay cash for this vehicle, but our expectation was to buy this vehicle, make payments on it, and as soon as the payments were finished, we would continue for another year taking those same payments and putting them into an account and start saving for the next vehicle. So not only would we have the trade-in, the value of that car, but we would also have 12 months of savings to add to the value of our car and put it towards the next one and to repeat that process on our next vehicle and to each time have a bigger percentage of it saved before we purchased. Now that's also not the principle that I want to share with you or not the really important valuable one that I want you to see today. So we bought that old somewhat rusty Monte Carlo and brought it home and I was in awe at what Pam did with it. It was not the car of her dreams. It had rust spots. It was an old vehicle. But she washed that car regularly. She waxed it. She cleaned the rims. She touched up the lettering on the tires. She shined the little chrome that was there. It wasn't good enough for me to change the oil. She couldn't count on me changing the oil 
at the level she wanted, so she felt she needed to take it to the dealer. She took care of that car like it was the most valuable vehicle on this planet. And I was in shock and awe. But because of the way she took care of that car, I think that car may have been in better condition when it came time for us to trade in and trade up than it was when we purchased it. So here's the truth. Here's the nugget of wisdom. Take care of what you have. Take care of what you have. I know, sounds really simple, sounds really easy. And before I take you to some options or to help you think into how you can apply it in your life, let's now take that principle and look at that old Monte Carlo. Because Pam took care of that car, because she applied this principle and took care of what she had, that car was still worth a lot of money. We received more for it, but also had less maintenance or issues on it because of the care that she gave it. Now I'm going to help you see how this applies not just in the vehicles that you drive, but in all walks of life. Pam, of course, already had this thinking in place. It was something that had been established by her father, Norman. And I believe that it needs to be an attitude, it needs to be a way of life. And it already was for Pam before we purchased that vehicle. I didn't have to tell her the importance of taking care of it. While she was growing up, her father Norman would always tell Pam and her brothers to put their bikes away. They were never allowed to leave their bikes outside. At the end of the day, when they were finished riding those bikes, they got put away in their exact place in the garage. Whether he realized it or not, he was teaching them this principle or truth. Take care of what you have. So here's where I hope you see or understand the value of teaching it to your children. They don't own cars. They don't run businesses. They don't make big life decisions. But you are already impacting their future by helping them develop proper habits, behaviors, or attitudes. So the first place to think about how you can apply this in your life is if you have young children or employees or any other people in your circle that you can model this truth for. Please do it. It'll bring more positive into their future. So because this is an attitude or a way of life or should be, needs to be if you want maximum outcome, what about something as simple as mowing your grass? 
And here again, I'm going to give credit to my father-in-law, Pam's father, Norman, because I had the opportunity to have him work for us for a number of years before he fully retired. And he would always tell me, it's really important to cut the grass, to keep everything trimmed, to keep everything looking nice. Once again, he was living this attitude, this principle of taking care of what you have. But he would always say, it's one thing to drive by somebody's place and look at it from the road. But he said, if you really want to understand more about the people who live there and the depth of their commitment to take care of what they have, drive around behind the buildings, the places where nobody sees. Now, if you choose to not cut the grass and keep everything clean in those places, that's fine. That's up to you. You're still a good person. I'm just telling you that this is an attitude. And if you apply it everywhere in life, you get maximum benefit. What about your machinery or equipment? Here again. My respect for my father-in-law. He worked for us for a number of years and didn't want any leadership role. He loved to drive tractor and one of his main responsibilities was manure hauler. And he loved that job. And he said he wishes he could still be doing it today. But he always carried a grease gun. And every single day before he started, he walked around that equipment and greased it. And he pointed out to me on a regular basis that people don't use the grease gun enough. And that fits right into this principle that we're talking about. And I learned firsthand in this past year as we had a newer piece of equipment and something failed and we called the company and the company said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, we're going to cover this one under warranty, but if you don't start greasing this piece of equipment, we're not going to cover the next one. I said, what do you mean? We're greasing this equipment and we have a preventative maintenance plan on all of our equipment. And everything with an engine gets washed every week and we, we really do, we're diligent about preventative maintenance. And he said, well, this is not getting greased. So we went back and looked at it and talked with our mechanic and he said, yeah, I grease it. I grease it every week. So we went in and physically looked at it and he was trying to save on grease. He didn't want the grease to ooze out the cracks and be wasted. So he wasn't using enough grease. He wasn't putting in enough grease to have the new clean grease push out the old contaminated grease. We changed that and it completely changed the problem we were experiencing. Just like that old Monte Carlo, if we take care of our equipment, if we do things to make them hold their value and decrease the cost of maintaining them, it'll add value, it'll add positive dollars to our bottom line. So think into a preventative maintenance plan and something that you can do to do a better job with taking care of your equipment. So what about our animals? What about our cows? What about our calves? 
They're really the life of our business, aren't they? They're the reason we do what we do. We're dairy farmers. We're producers of food. We are proud producers of food. But this truth also applies here. The better job we do at caring for our animals, the better we are at adding value to our positive bottom line. What can you do? What else can you do? I know you're probably thinking that you're already doing everything you can, but please be willing to look at all of the things that you do and say, what else, what is one more thing that I can do to add more value, to give more care to our animals, whether it's baby calves or cows or whatever animal it might be. One of our mottos is every animal, every day. We're going to look at, we're going to visually see and give any animal that needs attention every day. Every animal, every day. It applies to things. It also applies to people. And I would encourage you to think into the relationships the people in your life and ponder what else you can do to take better care of the people that you are responsible for, your children, your spouse, your employees, your friends. What else can you do to take better care of those really important people in your life. The things that we appreciate, value, and take care of multiply or increase in our life. The things that we ignore, take for granted, or abuse will decrease or exit our life. Successful people live this principle, live this truth. They make it a part of their life. So if you wish to have more success in whatever way you choose to measure it, Apply this principle at a deeper level. Take care of what you have. Our thanks to Hank Wagner for joining us this week. And a reminder for more resources and other podcasts, go to pdpw.org. To the professional dairy producers, you are the most important asset on this planet. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Brought to you by the PDPW, Dairy's professional development organization. More details at pdpw.org.